Lucy Parsons. Welcome to today's show. Today we're talking about why traditional revision plans don't work for many students. Over the years, I've seen many students who diligently create revision plans in the way most people advocate, but then lose confidence and motivation when their plan goes awry. This has also happened to me. When you really think about it, it's no surprise that these traditional revision plans go wrong. In today's episode, we're going to explore how students traditionally plan revision, why these traditional revision plans don't work, the consequences of failing revision plans for students, and what revision plans need to include instead. So first, let's jump into how students traditionally plan revision. A traditional revision plan would usually consist of a student sitting down and allocating specific topics to specific time slots over quite a long period of time, sometimes months on end. For example, in a half-term holiday, they might divide their revision time up into eight 30-minute slots and allocate a topic into each slot. In my experience, This approach has usually let the student down by about day three and then all the carefully planned weeks or months of revision go out of the window. So why doesn't this traditional approach work with revision plans? This careful and detailed planning for long stretches of time doesn't work for these five key reasons. So firstly, It's really hard to estimate how much any particular topic will need for revision. So how much time a particular topic will need for revision. Some topics are big, others are small. Some topics are much easier to understand, others are harder. Every topic is different and you won't know how the revision for that topic is going to go until you actually get into it. So the second reason why traditional revision plans don't work is that humans are bad at estimating how long things will take. Most humans massively underestimate how long any particular task will take unless they do that task on a very regular basis. For example, writing the blog post that goes with all my podcast episodes is something that I know roughly how long it's going to take me every week because I've done it practically every week for the last seven years now. However, if I had to sit down and get my head around a brand new topic or type of task, I wouldn't be able to accurately say how long it would take. Invariably, students underestimate how long each topic will take in their revision plan. So the third reason why traditional revision plans don't work is that they don't include any wriggle room. Students nearly always fill up every available time slot with a revision task or topic in a traditional revision plan because they feel under such pressure to cover all the content. However, 
With no wriggle room, there's no way to catch up if your estimates for how long particular topics will take are off the mark. The fourth reason why traditional revision plans don't work is that students expect too much of themselves. These days, GCSEs and A-levels are a real marathon. And with a marathon, you have to pace yourself. There's only so long you can keep pushing yourself very hard. And if students don't have a good understanding of how much revision is sustainable for them on a daily and weekly basis over a course of months, their revision plan won't reflect what they're truly capable of. We all want students to arrive in the exam hall feeling confident, well rested and with plenty of energy and creativity to spare if they're going to succeed. Burning themselves out with revision isn't going to lead to them really demonstrating their true academic ability in the exam itself. So the fifth reason that traditional revision plans don't work is that you need to experiment to find out what works for you. Many students don't know what their revision rhythms are when they create their revision plans. This means they don't know how long they're sustainably able to concentrate for before they take a break, what times of day they're best able to engage with their revision and what their overall optimum work pattern looks like. You need to be able to flex and adapt as you find out what works for you rather than pre-programming exactly what your revision rhythm will, will be for weeks on end. So those are the five reasons why traditional revision plans don't work. So what are the consequences of failing revision plans? Well, I see two very common consequences. The first is that within just a few short days, students become demoralised and demotivated. This happens when one or two topics take longer than expected, throwing the whole plan off. Some students will give up at this stage, throwing their hands up in the air and saying that revision doesn't work for them. However, if they do persevere with their revision plan, they soon get burned out, bored and overwhelmed, believing it's the only way to reach their academic goals. Clearly, neither of these outcomes, getting demoralised and demotivated, or letting that turn into burned out, bored and overwhelmed, are at all good for students. So, where does this leave us? Well, we need to know how to make a successful revision plan. These are the basic steps that I suggest to create a successful revision plan. Firstly, identify how you learn best. There's no point in wasting precious revision time on techniques that don't work. Secondly, prioritise revising the topics that will make the biggest difference to your overall grade. Many students will start at the beginning of their specification, exercise book or textbook and revise in the order that the things come up. This would make sense if you had all the time in the world, but with limited time available, you need to focus on the topics and subtopics that will make the biggest difference. Thirdly, you need to plan times to focus on subjects, not topics. 
So for example, if you have allocated time slots for a subject, such as geography, rather than a topic, such as landforms in the upper course of the river, it doesn't matter nearly so much if your topic takes more or less time than you originally planned. Just do what you can for that subject in that time and move on to the next topic in your next revision session for this topic or even for this subject I mean or even carry on with this particular topic if you haven't quite finished it. And the fourth step in making a successful revision plan is being realistic about how much you can do. So it's really important not to overburden your revision plan. If you're revising in the right ways, revision can be incredibly efficient. You also need to give yourself some wriggle room so that if something comes up, you're ill or you just have an off day, it's not a disaster. So I really hope what I've shared with you today has helped you understand why traditional approaches to long-term, very detailed revision planning too often let students down and that there is a better way to plan revision. But it's now over to you. You can take on board the advice that I've shared here today about how to create successful revision plans or I'd love to invite you to my Revision Kickstarter workshop. Um, the next one at the time of publication of this episode is happening on the 12th of February 2022. And you can find a link to sign up, well, for more details and to sign up to that in today's show notes. Um, the Revision Kickstarter is a live workshop workshop on Zoom that's incredibly interactive and it takes students through creating a personalised and sustainable revision plan that works for them as an individual. So you're very welcome to come to the workshop or if you've got what you need from this podcast episode then please take that away and use it to help yourself. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and a review. Have a wonderful day and goodbye.